So, uh, DSO, you've seen the logo for the uh, World Endurance Championship Super Season. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's not the best, is it? Wobster, what's a super season anyway? It's like a regular season, but longer and more confusing. Right. What kind of series puts the word super in front of everything to dress up questionable ideas? Hmm. On this ninth and possibly last edition of the Supercar Insiders Warbster cast, the Adelaide 500 was a highlight, except the Utes, they were shite, we already missed Jason Bright, and we finally predicted something right! Welcome to the Warbstercast, the official podcast of the Meister of Australian Motorway Media, the Warbster. Joining me is the Pharaoh of Facebook, the podcast DSO, and DSO, what a start to the season Adelaide was. Good uh, afternoon, uh, Warbster, and uh, hello to everybody out there in uh, internet land. Adelaide, yes, well... Let's go back to your last point. We finally predicted something right. Yes, we, we predicted. We said Shane Van Gisbergen would win. Yep. And um, Shane Van Gisbergen did win. Mm. Which, heart, uh, heart, uh, head, not heart. Uh, yeah, that and the fact that, uh, let's face it, the bloke owns the place. Mm-hmm. And Sunday results on the podium. Well, three of your predictions. I, um... Well, Dave's, Dave's a bit of a walk-up start, but a really, really big up to Garth Tander, who mm. uh, did extremely well, and the car's looking racy. It, it had real speed. Mm. Um, I think that Garth is uh, is a chance to possibly run top five in the championship this year. And a big, a big, and a big shout-out to Garth and Leanne, if you're listening. Been great to catch up with you both in uh, over the last couple of weekends at, uh, at race meetings. And, uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. So, let's get on the way with a look back at the Adelaide 500, and uh, new faces, new cars, new categories, and the same old whinging. Yeah, well, that ZB's obviously got an advantage, because um, Red Bull won both races. Mm. Hang on, who's won the most championships in the last 10 years? Uh, Well, our mate Roland. Yeah, so Mm. who's had the fastest cars typically out of the box for the last 10 years? Our mate Roland. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Whose who's, 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 who's drivers won, won the most championships uh, for all time? That'd be our mate Roland. Right. So the ZB... So there's a parity issue and the mm. ZB's unfair. The, the one that I loved the most was mm. the lightweight composite panels are, are, are illegal because mm. the car is too light. Hang on. There's this thing called minimum weight. Yes, and if the Falcon in particular was so disadvantaged, why was Scotty McLaughlin within sort of like a... Fifteenth. A, a bee's dick of being just as quick as both of the Red Bull cars over the entire weekend? If the ZB's so good, how come Lowndes was so far down the grid? Or Tim Blanchard. Please. The new Dale Wood. <laughs> so, as we've said, you're Super Adelaide Super 500 Super winners were... Don't call me Gizzy, and his cousin, please don't call me Gizzy. Mm. Now, Shane Van Gisbergen won both races. Absolutely. Just dominant weekend, you'd yep. have to say. Um, we did give um, Shane Van Gisbergen a fair bit of stick at the end of last year when he wasn't sort of being himself, but this is this this result, this Adelaide result, is why we so hold him to such a high standard. I'm not sure if you're aware that... Um, to round out last year, Roland did a little bit of secret testing with Shane um, over the summer break where they went and got uh, the safety car from one of the tracks that they'd been to and Roland sent him out and made him run into it. So Shane's now hit everything out there, including the pace car, so he started 2018 on a fresh page. Was he driving the Grove car? Shh. No, that was a medical car. Oh, so, yeah, fair to say, instead of hitting other cars, the Gizzy hit the track. He owned the place. Whoopster, what did you think of the controversy about his Saturday shootout time? Um, he was lucky he didn't... Oh, well, and, and then also, second part to that question, he was lucky that he didn't have to fight Jamie Wincup on the Sunday race 
but as you've said, he 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 looked unstoppable. Yeah, well, I think the um, Saturday track limit thing. Uh, I'm, a li- I'm a little fifty fifty on it, but um, I think it was a bit of a storm in a teacup to a certain extent because. You, everyone's saying, oh, yeah, well, Roland got favoured again by the stewards, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. But then you've got to go back through the entire session, go through all 26 cars' fastest laps, and make sure no one else did the same thing. Yeah. Can you determine that? See, there's a really easy way to do this. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the lines. Just bring the walls in closer and run to the wall. Mm. Right? Mm. Then, then we know all about track limits. When they've got no mirrors, yeah. then, you, then you meatball flag them for, um, mm. for uh, cars not complying with the rules. And if mm. they've rubbed the mirrors off on the walls, it means they've exceeded track limits. Well, you could go down the um, surface paradise school of thinking and just say, well, if you run out of track and hit a wall, well, it's your own damn fault. No, that was Newcastle, where, you got, where someone got run out of track. Oh, not again. They're still salty. Oh, I'll tell you what. Wait till we get to Sony Watch. Oh, no, no, not yet. No, okay. No, they are salty as. Well, in the prelims, we'll get to, through the prelims first. Yep. Um, Dum Dum won the weekend in Super 2, yep. uh, although he's fairly close on points with Gary Jacobson. Is that Mike's nephew? Uh, yeah, that's Mike's nephew, Gary. Yep. Uh, in the Nissan this year. In the Nissan. He's uh, flying the coupe of um, PR, oh, not, not PRA, sorry, um, Tickford Racing. Yes. And um, hopefully he wins the championship just to stick it up them for not giving him a drive. Yep. Um, TCM, three winners over four races with uh, the bearded Benjamin Button of Australian Racing, Johnny Bauer, taking the weekend out in the Tirana. Yep, that was some very close racing. Him and uh, Stevie J especially was just but neck, to neck and neck all weekend. Yep. Very competitive series. Now, before we go on, I know you've done a lot of extensive research. Hmm. For, uh, for in our notes that we be, that we base our podcast yeah, yeah. off, okay, you've neglected to mention the race one winner in the Porsche. Oh, um, Dale Wood. Oh my goodness, yes, I forgot all about that. How, how did you how did you not see that Warbster? You know, we he he's not our whipping boy anymore. We're allowed to compliment him. So hi to Dale and to Mrs. Wood. I'm mm. sure um, everything's rosy over on TAM. Mm-hmm. And congratulations on your win, Dale. Really, really well done. Mm-hmm. Albeit driving for uh, the Roland Dane of Porsche and Formula Ford, mm. Mick Ritter and the Sonic, Sonic Motorsport, Motorsport team. team. Yeah. Uh, where did Moff finish? I didn't notice. Hi, Mrs. Moffat. <laughs> hey, Al. Alrighty, the, um, the Super Utes made their debut with. Um, sorry, well, well, no. The Super Utes. I've rechristened them. Okay, yep. They're the Clark Kent Utes. <laughs> right, they're nothing super about them. They are the alter ego of Super. They're the Clark Kent Utes. I will use that all year. You can call them whatever you want, seeing as you bloody will develop them. Ryle Harris. Yes. Took his form from V8 Utes all the way over to the Diesel Clunkers and. Uh, mm. And uh, clean swept the well, one two races, but uh, oh no, Tony Wood, sorry, carries the points lead. You can tell how much I yeah. didn't pay attention. One mm. of them rolled over. How's this? Mm. Something based on a full high center of gravity four wheel drive ute. Yeah, clipped the tire bundle and fell over. Who'd have thought that? Was Bridie driving? No, bro- actually, did you see the so? We'll get to Bridie, but did you see the social media? Oh, bro- I tell you, we've we've, uh, we've given it to Bridie a fair bit. The man has a very very good sense of humour. Mm-hmm. Posts a picture of a beer fridge saying, "Can't work out what to pick for my pre-race drink." Uh, very very well done, Bridie. And uh, if you're listening, uh, big ups to you. And yeah. hopefully you do get an endurance drive later in the year. And if you um, want to see the um, particular post and photo in question, just go to the Supercar Insiders Facebook page where I did post that on the day. I think it was on the Sunday actually. I was a little bit busy that weekend. I had to, I was otherwise occupied you at were Sandown. I was I was at state race at Sandown doing my other gig. Mm. Alrighty, main event. And apparently, I haven't seen the forecast, the telecast mm. in normal speed. I've watched a bit of the replay here and there, fast-forwarded to the crashes and the interesting bits. Apparently, it's the beginning of term. Yeah, it was the beginning of term. I, yeah. think, um, I think they reminded us of that a few dozen times. So, um, who? how did the new school kids go? How, how, did mm. the new, how did the new Year 7s or Form 1 boys go? Well, the rookies, we'll, we'll talk about a bit later, but um, fraught weekend. Lessons were learned, I'd have to say. Mm. Alrighty, practice. Tussle between uh, Scotty McLaughlin and the Red Bull HRT duo. So, status quo, really. Yeah, pretty much, with the usual suspects from last year not too far behind. Davey Reynolds, Jazz Mostert, 
Probably. There are a couple of big surprises, which we'll get into in a minute. Um, all right. Saturday race qualifying was on late Friday afternoon. Um, interesting session that ultimately reflected the uh, the entire weekend pretty well. Startling speed was shown by James Courtney. Mm. The soccer team have got their act together. Uh, Lee Holdsworth as well in the team forklift car, which mm-hmm. I predicted. And Will Davo, which neither of us really gave him a chance. Having said that, Will Davo's in a car that has some... Uh, has has a natural turn of speed and is well built and engineered. Mm. The bloke can steer. Interestingly, he wasn't the slowest of the five Tickford racing cars this weekend. No, that uh, award goes to um, the so-called best rookie going, Richie Stanaway. Mm. We'll we'll touch on that either later in the episode or maybe in in the next one, pending pending further results for Richie. Kelly made the shootout, which uh, gladdened Nissan hearts. And yours, I'm sure. You were, you were standing there jumping up and down, clapping at the television, I believe. Uh, no. Okay. I was in bed. Right. Um, Chaz Mostert didn't, thanks to the red flag caused by Winkup swallowing some brave pills, channeling, challenging turn eight, and getting spat into the wall, not, not David, David yep. uh, for his trouble. And that was, that was a big hit. Yeah, turn eight bites. So let's, let's keep talking about turn eight, Warbster. Mm-hmm. Um... Does it need to change? I mean, it caught Mrs. Tander out on the Sunday afternoon race in the Porsche. She'd been going pretty well, subbing for Alex Davison. Who's uh, got himself a World Endurance Championship drive. Yep. So we did, uh, we did uh, mention that on the page mm-hmm. as, uh, as a bit of breaking news. Yeah, look, turn eight wall. Um, I'm in two minds. There's, do we... The circuit isn't necessarily iconic. Um, they've been there for a long time for supercars, but Turn 8 was never in, a, in the original Grand Prix track. It's it's bloody fast and it's bloody dangerous. Do they need to slow the entry speed? Do they need to do something like safer barrier like NASCAR use on the wall? Something has to happen because there, there is absolutely no room for error. It's the, it's the fastest of all the street circuits, fastest corner of all the street circuits that essentially pitches you into a wall. And it's a sideways hit, which is really, really dangerous for uh, head and neck injuries because mm. your Hans device only prevents that forward movement. So, oh, and, and the power's just come back, back on, on at Warbster yeah. Manor. So yep. clear, clearly the minion that hadn't paid the power bill, Warbster, um, yeah. is, uh, is yeah. that here? Can I hear him screaming out on the rack in the backyard at the moment? No, he's probably shooting the birds away so we've got some quiet. Yes. Yes. So that, that's, so, so, that's so, a, so, so turn eight, what do we do? What do we do? You've got to do something with the barriers. I don't actually want to change the track, and I think there's a danger in sanitising the... It's sanitising challenging corners too much, because mm-hmm. then it just becomes boring, and you've got, like, basically sparse airfield-looking things like they do in Formula One these days. So so let's have the, so then they need to have a serious look at some, some form of energy absorption mm. barrier, like mm. the safer barrier that NASCAR developed. Yeah, I think that they need to do something, but there's, there's that line, and it's predominant in all motorsport, of at what point do you just suck the challenge and the fun out of it? Yeah, um, when someone else gets killed, we'll leave it at that. So provisional. Wait, well, I'm not going down that line. No, no, we've we've I seen we've seen that all over social media in the last few weeks. Yeah. Especially after uh, the Dubbo Hill climb. Mm-hmm. So provisional poll to our mate, don't call me Gizzy, by a one hundredth of a second from Scotty Mack. So that'd be one one hundredth of a second in a car that's got an illegal advantage because it's got better downforce. And we need a parity adjustment. Uh, paging Dr. Ryan's story. Yep. Yeah, I think... Um, don't know what Ryan was on that weekend, but he, uh, he he needs to stop being like Dutto and Roland and start being more like himself and the captain. Saturday shootout saw Wink up in the repaired car finish up fifth, which was Gr- a massive effort. Mad thrash overnight. Great, great effort. No. Mm. Um, Rick jumped to seventh. He actually jumped three places. And uh, SVG held out Scotty Mack by that, that bee's dick again to uh, take pole. This was not without controversy, though, as the Gizzle's time was protested by DJR Team Penske. Saturday race of um, 78 laps. Or 118 minutes plus one lap if you uh, are deeply into the time certain BS. Friday had uh, selected his race time beer. Yes. So that, that's the important thing done. Yep. Uh, Scotty Mack started well. James Courtney started better. My God, that was an absolute ripping getaway. Yep. And um, Van Gisel was swallowed by both of them into turn one. 
Yep, back in the pack, Rick had an argument with Will Davo over turn three. Uh, Rick hit the wall, not David, which caused uh, a rear wishbone failure with a fair bit of towing. And uh, the Nissan boys would repair the car and Rick would battle on to 23rd. Uh, yes, which could be important for um, championship position at the end of the year. Because mm. uh, every point will count for Nissan. They need to be as high, high up as possible yep. in order to maintain that funding. Yep. Um, uh, Pierre, Pierre Lebrocchi. Yep. Uh, and Pi, in, both in first lap for fuel drop. While up front, Courtney had a rocket and was very racy with the leaders. Yeah, he was looking like the old JC again on the Saturday. And look, there's no two ways about it. The bloke can drive. He Hmm. was a Formula One test driver. If it wasn't for the big crash and a little bit of change in luck, he might have been a Jaguar pilot, which may have gone on to Red Bull. He may have had uh, the type of um, career trajectory that uh, Mark Webber ended up. Yep, multiple world champion in karts. Hmm. Um, initial inductee into the Australian Motor Racing Hall of Fame for his efforts in karts. So, that you know, we, hmm. we, we love to put shit on him, hmm. but um, what I do like is that he's not as sanitised as some of the others. Um, hmm. You know, Hank the Tank rears his ugly head occasionally. Frank the tank. And, sorry? Frank the Tank. I said Frank. No, I thought you said Hank. No, I said Frank. Oh. I did say Hank, but I'll edit that out. Okay, cool. All right, over at Team Roland. Uh, Team Roland, Craig Lands had a power steering problem and suffered heavy steering for the whole race. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, Shane Van Gisbergen complained about the handling whilst being the fastest car on the track, yeah, which t- is typical, typical race driver. Typical race really. driver. You know, what um, mm. lap eight saw your mate say undercut for the first time in 2018. Uh, he held out for seven laps. Good yeah. on you, Scafie. Yeah, no worries. Held out for seven laps. Uh, the majority of the field filtered in for their first stop. Yep, yeah, Chaz changed lap to come in to get out behind from Will Davo, who was holding him up, and it didn't really work as he filtered out behind Percat, who uh, didn't appear to be much quicker, despite BJR coming out in a bit of post-Adelaide press saying that uh, they're really happy with the speed of their new engines. They were uh, right up there, but I think that um, Chaz, Chaz was sort of on top five pace. Percat was sort of more on your sort of top ten pace, if you like. Yep. And, uh, Chaz just hauled it up. I don't know whether he necessarily had the car underneath him this weekend, but he just made it work. Did he show a bit more patience? Than Bathurst? Mm. I think that might have helped, yeah. Wouldn't have been hard. Mm. Um, right, uh, Gizzy closed in on J-Dud uh, pretty much in a hurry, which was pretty ominous given that he was carrying more fuel in the car. Dancing Minion started pulling. Bowie moves to keep him behind until he stopped. Uh, he fueled short and uh, jumped Scotty Mack. Did he? How did Scotty Mack feel about that? <laughs> Which was an excellent call by the soccer team, who, as we've said earlier, they, they look like finally getting their stuff together. I nearly said the other S word. Yes, you did. Mm. Meanwhile, up front, uh, Will Davo took a long stop, and Van Gisbergen took a lot more fuel than the others up front. Yeah, Caruso took the uh, Jean Alesi 1997 Albert Park Memorial Award for stopping last on lap 29. Uh, for those who don't get that reference, that was the year that Jean Alesi was... Um, he kept going round and round and round and round and round and then ran out of fuel, mm. which was a bit um, Jean Alesi-like. Yep. Uh, so coming out into traffic, Caruso was trying a little too hard, lost it at the hairpin uh, and later tagged uh, Richie Stanaway lightly. Not to be outdone, three laps later, David Reynolds and um, Cappy did a similar thing with Dave trying a dive as Wink Cup turned in and was hit square on the B-pillar. So he got away with it because the B-pillar rule? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, lap 39 and Crompo says track position for the 50th time before announcing we're at critical lap. Lap 39's critical lap. Yeah. Right. I didn't know that he was selling tickets to lap 40. The second part of the compulsory 140 litre fuel dump began with most standard stops except Chaz who was starting who started to turn in at the wrong pit boom, pulled out of the entry, made an awkward attempt at the right one. All this because Chaz has swapped back to being with Frosty in the garage. Yes, he was with um Jason Bright last year. Yep. But um they swapped him back over to being on the number one quote unquote pit boom with Frosty and uh might have had a bit of a brain melt or a memory loss about that. Yep. Uh, Percat developed a sticking throttle which held him back and probably gave him a lovely scare given how close the concrete walls are. He survived, uh, but a Tim was finally called on lap 51 for debris 
uh, mainly an inner guard that had dislodged itself at the centre chicane. So uh, clearly um, the TV phone was running hot in race control somewhere around lap 47. I think so, yeah. Mm. Uh, at this point we learned that um, Jack LeBrock had a sensor issue in the Techno Doof wagon. It if it was running any richer, it would be Roger Penske, and he basically emptied the fuel rig to finish the race. Mm. So he didn't have to worry about getting caught short on his 140-litre fuel drop? No, I think actually he was worried about getting caught short in the fuel rig, because um, once they empty the fuel rig, they can't refill um, it. Mm. On the restart, Anton Di Pasquale was caught up in the pack uh, up front, but moved over maturely to allow everyone past. Driving standards in general, especially amongst the rookie, were noticeably higher than in the past. I did notice that uh, there was a lot less running into each other than typical at Adelaide. Yes, indeed. Uh, the safety car wasn't finished for the day, though. All hell broke loose on lap 55. Um, our mate JT tagged Lowndes on the run into the hairpin, who then pushed Waters into a spin. Whilst the commentary team was analysing all that, or going hysterical, depending on your point of view. The CJT. The CJT. Uh, Fab's got it all wrong at the final corner, vaulted over uh, Richie Stanaway's rear, rear, right rear, sorry, got some sick air, and then it ended up in the pits for three laps, getting the car workable again. Something ain't right at DJR hmm. with Fab's. Uh, well, Phil Keed's not there anymore. Yeah, and you know why Phil Keed's gone? Push, push. He got pushed, pushed out the door. Mm-hmm. Fab's has worked with Phil Keed for about five years from memory, came over from BJR with him. Mm-hmm. Very, very good engineer who's now on gardening leave. Methinks eggs are in one basket. Yes, I do. I do um, have a bit of a concern about that because Fabs, Fabs, normally if Scotty was right up the front, he'd be sort of fifth, sixth, but he was like 17th, 18th. Yep. It's just, it's not Fabs. Yep. So there's our tip for. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I, I, look, I, I don't know whether we'll see Fabs win a race this year. There's a, bro- there's a really, really mad, crazy concept but mm. it just does not seem like something's that that everything's right no uh in stapleton um a lap later stanaway and james golding were caught up at turn four with todd hazelwood there's a rookie sandwich if i ever saw one cool. so beeps tried to get inside stanaway uh gave hazelwood up the back running richie wide and um the panel shops were the only winners out of that one Big hello to um, Peacock Peyton Panel. Yeah, cheers, guys. <laughs> Biggest impact was reserved for Tim Blanchard. So, tussling with Simona, they battled over turn eight. Uh, now, yeah. I had a bit of a look at that. Yep. I I, uh, I put my CJT hat on and my DSO hat on. Yep. I had a really good look at that. Tim came back over on her. She didn't hit him. Tim came back over on her. He got As he got past, he's pulled back over to, yeah. try, and get in, to, to try and be clear air in front of her and close the door mm. and he's clipped her as he's come back over absolutely um you've got to commit to race position before the 150 meter board that was the rule that was maintained to mm-hmm. try and keep turn eight safe yep he was tagged he was tagged heavily slash drove over on uh, the nissan and was pitched into the concrete another huge hit mm. so after that safety car Please don't call me Gizzle anymore, you two. Won the restart and slowly crept away from the field, averaging a tenth or two faster per lap. He coasted home over JC and Jandal in what would have to be a fairly comprehensive win. Yeah, just in terms of that, he just it was lights out. As soon as he got clear air, it was out of there. Yep, but again, um, unfair advantage, you know, with the ZB because it's because gee. The best team had it set up best, and one of the best drivers was driving it better. Yeah, okay, so if they were in the VF, they would have been nowhere. If they were in the VF, they probably would have won the race as well. Hmm. They weren't slugs at the end of last year, remember? Yeah. Remember how, how how hard they came back in yeah, those last yeah. three or four races? They, they, they lost mm. their way in the middle of the year, and they both came back hard right. and fast. Mm. So, so our opinion on the whole, you know, the, the new Commodore is cheating should be fairly plain by now. Mm. Mm. Anyway, so, Sunday. Dawned bright and sunny in the city of churches. What are you, doing a travel show? Now, hey, there'd, there'd, be, now, there'd be money in that. We could get sponsorship for a travel show. I've already taken like, you know, half a dozen trips that I wasn't really supposed to on other people's dime. Yeah, okay. Well, around the series. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Remember we met once? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. At the Dubbo Hill Climb. Oh, indeed. Yeah. I've even got a photo to prove it. Um, alrighty, Sunday qualifying. Scotty Mack, uh, provisional pole, and again in the in that uncompetitive Ford Falcon. Yeah, the one that's, um, that that Ryan Story thinks um, has a major disadvantage over the ZB. Yep, yep. 
Uh, the shootout was tied in the Fisher's rear with um, SVG Cappy and the Jandal separated by one-tenth of a second. Yep. Which so, is which is really disappointing considering Scotty Max in that uncompetitive Falcon. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> James Courtney was a little slower whilst JD, JDM Hearts were singing. Oh, it was glorious. Seeing Rick Kelly and A3K making the 10. Sadly, Andre's time was pinged for curb infringements. Now, see, Nissan mm. got unfairly pinged for curb infringements, but that other bloke got away with it on the Saturday. Uh, no, it's two separate incidents. I think Andre did take a bit too much curb. But What's really good to see is a bloke that didn't even have a full-time drive last year mm. um, has come out into and got into a car that was less than competitive and is fast. Mm. Having said that, so was Rick. Yes. Yes, Rick hasn't forgotten how to drive. So, he won a championship, remember? Oh, he accumulated a championship. Yeah, yeah. we was waiting for that. Righto, yeah. so to the race. Uh, Wincup got the best of the starts and headed uh, Shane Van Gisbergen and Jandel as Courtney and Will Davo stopped on lap one to get better track position. Um, I think you've written that wrong. Yeah. If you come out of the pits in last, mm. it's not a better track position. Well, better track position is in there's no one in front of you holding you up. Oh, the undercut, thank you. Oh, jeez, not again. <laughs> the best track position was held by the uh, seven-time champ who had found something overnight and had a clear advantage on his teammate. What did he find overnight? Oh, a couple of tenths from what I can gather. Yeah, okay. Mm. Top ten remained reasonably static through the first stops with the usual suspects lurking behind the leaders. But there was a smell coming from the Wing Cup car that everybody noticed, Warbster. Yes, lap 26, and uh, Van Gisbergen runs over something he thinks is a bolt, but he escapes damage. See, I don't think it was bolt at all. I heard it was Steve Price. Oh, jeez. That's a Melbourne reference. Uh, Scotty Mack, on the other hand, right, right wing radio. tyre. Right wing radio host reference, thanks very much. Can uh, we get a high yeah? Yeah, so, um, uh, yeah, Scotty, lucky to have it detected and backed off before turn eight. That would have been a disaster if you went in at full noise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, drove it back without further incident. But it was a bit indicative of the weekend that uh, DJR TP had. Yeah, they really, they were on the pace. Well, Scotty was on the pace. But yep. beyond that, they just had zero luck. Further back, my boy Davey Reynolds was complaining on the radio that uh, the dancing minion was holding him up with uh, the, the, so- the soccer team uh, car yep. on much older tyres. Erebus was very strong this weekend and with a little more luck could have easily won a race. So, I'll skip forward to my news snippet, Warbster, and I will say to you that Anton Di Pasquale was the best-placed rookie across both races of the weekend. Indeed. Um, 15th was uh, its own reward. He kept it reasonably clean, very mature drive. Yep. Um, haven't... Hasn't got a full-time sponsor for the year yet, but... Baby Bell. Yes, David Reynolds is very good at um, endorsing cheeses. Baby cheeses. Yeah, baby cheeses. So the smell from Wincup's car only got worse as he blew a tranny. Insert your own joke there. (laughs) It was was traced to a fitting on the gearbox oil cooler. Uh, So it was his first DNF since the Gold Coast 2013, over 170 races, and robbed him of an almost certain win. Yeah. Um, well, except for whatever possibly would have happened between him retiring and the end of the race. Yeah. The second ra- do, you want to, do you want to do the scripts? No, no, no. It's all, I might have a crack at the scripts. I can tell you one thing. It'd be a bloody short podcast if I wrote the scripts. The cars, the cars went round and round, and this bloke won. Oh, please. We could get the sound engineer to do it. If we can find him. The second round of stops started with JC doing a long one, having started and then filled light over the first sector of the race. Um, this turn of events puts him on a collision course with his teammate, Scott Pye, and they have a bit of a tap and a rub over um, position 19 in what we're now calling the steps, apparently. The steps. Uh, yeah, you know the bit between, I think it's like three, four, five, six. The step. The series of 90 degree corners That's that have always yeah. been there? Yeah, yeah. Right. We're calling the them the steps now. Yeah. I want to know what drugs they're on because they're good ones and mm. I want to know where they're buying them from. Free Red Bull in the um, Triple Eight garage? Jesus, I don't know. Mm. So Davey was fastest on the track by a fair margin, closing on an SVG at a rate of knots. And with Scotty Mack out of the frame, the ZB really took over up front which is something that we've uh, we've touched we've on already on, numerous times. Yep. Starting heavy, Garth Tander only took on an extra well, 18 metres. Sorry, last weekend at... Um, He's, he's, he's actually pretty light. Okay. He's, he's looking pretty lean and fit. Yeah. I don't think he was starting heavy. It's not like I was in his car. 
No, I mean the fuel load. Oh, the fuel load. Sorry. Sometimes it's, sometimes okay. I think your notes are a bit literal. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, well, he was trying the overcut. The overcut. <laughs> right. Okay. So um, The fast start put, filed him out right behind the, um, the gizzard. Great, well, it worked. Great the call overcut, by the team. The, a great call by the commentary team. The yeah. overcut worked. Actually, uh, excellent team. Excellent work by GRM in actual fact. Yeah. They thought they probably surprised that nobody except the DSI could have predicted. <laughs> Now that's Craig Baird DSO or me DSO. You. <laughs> so meanwhile, Penwright and as we've mentioned, Baby Jesus Ambassador David Reynolds set about wringing the number nine car's neck, finally being in free air, jumps in front of SVT and GT after he stopped. SVG. You said T. Did I? Yeah, that's a Ford thing. Don't call me Gizzle. Okay. Sadly, he took his time getting up to speed on new tyres. Didn't cover at the hairpin, and that was the invitation that uh, the Giz needed to go up the inside. He was he was killing himself. He admitted that he was killing himself about it post race, but not as much as Scaife and Ingle were. And I reckon they were both absolutely out of line with that. Stop treating him like a fool. Stop treating him like the class clown hmm. because the bloke's got a turn of speed in the little engine that could oh, and sent. Get a room. Oh, well, hang on a minute. Let's just let's just get down to tin tax, Warbster. I know why you've scheduled this recording today, Sunday. Because I had something on on the Saturday? No, because you're trying to keep me away from the Erebus Open Day, aren't you? Oh, no. Betty's on to us. There isn't... I'll tell you right now, there's no intervention order, okay? <laughs> I'm not stalking... David, if you're listening, I'm not stalking you, I promise. I've even stopped commenting on your stuff on Facebook. Just Instagram. <laughs> Oh dear. Anyway. So, look. Um, Late race, the yeah, curb, hops. curb hops started racking up. And Frosty was the victim. Yes. Looking at fourth place, he was given fourth place. He was giving a um, pit lane penalty and ended up nowhere. Our mate Tim Edwards called it absolute bulltish. Slammed the transponder system. And you know what? For once, we actually agree with old Timbo here. Yeah, no, that's. Uh, there is a way and it must be found soon. Um, if they persist in curb hopping. Um, set up a fixed patrol camera, put a, a steward or a, clerk, or a or a judge effect there, mm. and just replay every car that goes through and just rack them up that way. Yeah. A3K nearly finished a promising weekend with the 23rd yep. after uh, engine issues caused smoke to waft into the cabin. Poor yep. reward for a weekend that proved he is the one to watch among the Nissan Quartet. Speaking of A3K and his investments, um, Lucky's not paying for full leg tattoos this year. Hmm. Mm. Well, we paid enough for the last um thing. Yeah, adornment. Things. Adornments. A14K. Check Instagram, ladies and gentlemen. So suddenly there were crowd shots. As the record attendance was mentioned, and organisers were given a public pat on the back. Over 90,000 people over, oh. over the weekend. That's not bad for a supposedly dead series. Mmm. Said Gary's uncle. And, uh... Hi, Mike. <laughs> And the black flag warning for the curb hoppers started to get through a thorough workout. Commentary team tried to talk uh, my boy Davey into closing on SVG and making a fight of it. Yeah, they were really, they were trying to talk that up. Like, yes, he's got the pace. Yes, he's got, no, he freaking doesn't. He's not closing three laps. No. Shut up. So uh, Blanchard decided to improve on yesterday and had a spin all by himself. Uh, but everyone was distracted by Tahan siding soon after. You see, um, if only I could get rid of her. Then we could be together. Oh, God. <laughs> the only real chance Crazy Dave had was a mistake that Van Gisberg wasn't going to make and uh, completed his fourth winner in a row at Adelaide. And uh, Dave Reynolds and GT completed your podium. As we've said, excellent work on the Sunday by um, by our favourite two little teams, mm. GR, GRM and Erebus. Yep. Um, the good thing they're not running a Falcon because the Falcon's uncompetitive. Yeah, they're just not fast enough. Yeah. None of them. Yeah. And um, interesting... Well, no, well, one of them's fast enough. That's the problem. Well, let's... Um, we could we could do this in news, but I'll do it now because it makes sense. Yep. Um, Roger Penske's come out and said that uh, they're quite happy to continue to run the Falcon as a V8 mm. through to the end of the, its homologation. Yep. And, um, of course, guess who came out and said, oh, well, we don't want the series looking like a... U-. Sorry. We don't want look, a, we don't want the series looking like look, a second look, second hand car lot. Looking like a second hand motor lot. <sighs> Shut up, Roland. Yeah. 
that was real bad. This, th- that's what I think. We're trying to present a united front as a series in order to gain growth, in order to put, peg back the football codes. And look, this sort of bitching doesn't help anyone. And look, you know, Warbs to you and I have been accused quite recently of, um, mm. you know, of taking the piss out of the series on our pages and on the podcast. But um, we're be- we're barely minnows, you know, with um, with not that many page likes. Mm. Um, when you get the two the two largest and richest team owners going at it head-to-head publicly in, in press releases, we're, we're, we're mere apprentices. All right, we might roll into the good, the meh, and the ugly, Warbster, and you can kick off the good. Uh, well, Jamie Wincup, Cappy, he should have won the Sunday race. What, it's good that he didn't? No, but he should have won the Sunday race. He had the pace, he was there all day. He had a bit of margin over Shane Van Gisbergen. As my late grandfather used to say... If Martin had balls, he'd be my uncle? No, if the dog hadn't stopped for a wee, it would have caught the rabbit. Mm, true. The soccer team, who'd have thunk it? <sighs> yeah. yeah. But they're back. We did, uh, no, we did, we did tip it last that. year. We did tip it last we're year. We're not doing they're back. that. Let's see how they go this weekend. Please tell me there isn't a lot of action cover somewhere. Oh, yeah, there will be. They're back. Um, Jesus. Will Davo. Where did that come from? Oh, well, another bloke that can obviously drive. Got a family pedigree just on the QT. Yeah, I mean, you got to look at it. 23 Reds, basically LDM, which finished absolutely nowhere. Will Davo was with er- um, Erebus, bloody Techno, last year. Yep. And he was absolutely nowhere. So... How bad were those cars? Well, they were probably pretty ordinary cars, but um, you've uh, you've now got some uh, some technical knowledge and, mm. and some dollars. Hmm. Phil Monday isn't. Uh, Phil Monday's not short of a quid. I would be suspecting. So no, I'm willing um, to bet some um, information and setup sheets are falling out of the back of um, Tim Edwards's Ute. Oh, there's a lot of things coming out of the back of Tim Edwards's Ute because mm. um, you, you you won't have just bought a car. You will have bought a package. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, it gladdens my heart again to say this: Andre Harmgartner. He really stepped up. Absolutely, He's really stepped up, and it just makes me wonder whether that. Um, year at LDM did more damage than good. Oh, look, I think it potentially almost ruined his career. Mm. He he fought back with a port with the win in Porsches last year, mm. and let's not forget Surfers Paradise and the Enduros. Yeah, um, and what did he do over the summer? Uh well, this was, was going to be in news, but I'll um, crack it now. New Zealand Touring Car Championship. Absolutely. He uh, took it out over uh, Elroy Jetson. Yep. Mm. We've already touched on Fabs. I, I don't know what's wrong. He's, with, he's, like, he's in the mayor. I, I hope that I hope that Fabs's bad weekend and all the things that we've we've opined about uh, DJRTP is a blip on the radar and we're wrong mm. because we need both those red and yellow cars fighting for the top five positions. Absolutely. Um, just to prove that <laughs> the parody call is that, yeah. uh, that there isn't a problem, that, that, that the ZB isn't uh, a million miles away. Your boy Tim Blanchard? Yeah. Enduro drive or just Tim. You got destroyed by Chaz when you first started in the main series. You've done nothing for years. Sorry, dude. Yeah, just making up the numbers. Pretty much. Oh, well, speaking of traffic furniture, turn six and seven speed humps, uh, which I assume were supposed to be curbs. What a waste of time they were. Yeah. I mean, they didn't... Like, are they delineating a track limit? Are they... What are they doing there? Because all the every driver was just going over them. So what's the point of having them there? And Dr. Ryan's story, one race in and the P word, I mean... Mm. Is he making sure he gets his way with whatever Penske homologates post-Falcon? Almost certainly. So, and that'll be interesting to see what uh, what Penske do homologate um, and whether it is a different an- manufacturer. Hmm. Uh, best performance? We picked him. We sp- yeah, head, it's got to be Shane Van Gisbergen. Head, head, head not heart. Mm-hmm. Laid down the speed from the beginning um, and despite the fact he was complaining his car wasn't right, executed a near-perfect weekend. Um... Adelaide's always been his kind of place. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's fast and it flows, and it's interesting. He's quick on the tracks that are open and fl- and fast and flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Adelaide pretty much is that, with the exception of the so-called steps. Mm. It, it is a fast flowing track. Yes, indeed. 
Special. He had a weekend to remember, essentially. Yeah, and uh, we've got a couple of special mentions here. Uh, mm. One's Lake Minnetonka for the um, yeah, for the new music. Yeah, we uh, I was going to mention that in news, but um, those yeah. of you with a keen ear may have picked the new theme music to the Wolves to Cast last episode. Mm-hmm. We, I did a bit of work in post production after we'd recorded it and uh, and got permission from uh, Adam from uh, Melbourne band Lake Minnetonka. And uh, a big up for them for uh, letting us use their song out there about there is our funky new mm. uh, Melbourne-based theme music. So yeah, Lake Minnetonka, look them up. And um, my second special mention has to be you, the DSO. Really? Yeah. Why is that? When you picked the Sunday podium, mm-hmm. you said everyone that you said would be better, with the exception of Richie Stanaway, and even he was better than probably he could have been. You basically had a spot on the weekend. Wish I'd been on the punt. Hi, Mrs. DSO. <laughs> <laughs> Look, thank you, Warbster. Yeah, we uh, we don't very often get it right, and that's because it's so bloody hard to pick. Mm. But um, it was, as I've said earlier, really good to see some success for GRM and really good to see... Some success uh, for us. <laughs> some success for us. <laughs> so uh, is that Tim I can hear in the background? Uh, I think so. I think he's not going to stop us from blowing ourselves. <laughs> so we need to go safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags. How is it at? You're on a hot lap. We're listening to CJT crap. We're driving till you think that you'll burst. You should have read that label first. A hard racer's work needs a big energy hit. And the best energy hit gives you wings. Red Bull. You know how it happens. Having a hard stop. Or finishing a fuel drop. Or trying to finish before Richo says a goose. You've sure got a thirst. A hard-earned thirst needs break bias to the rear. Cause this stuff will give you diarrhea. It can come at any time. You're dealing with jandal. Or making it handle. Matter of fact, I'm having a heart attack now. Oh, oh me heart! Oh, go on, ambulance! Oh. Back to the Wolves to cast, and we can report that the voiceover guy for the preceding advert has had a triple bypass and will make a full recovery. Anyway, the news! You'd better put it in this Yeah, we are going to put it in this time. Wolvester! Time for the news. Time and for the news. Hasn't there just been a cornucopia of snippets and stories across the length and breadth of the internet? Mm, enough of rubbish. Mm. Mm. A fan poll conducted by Supercars has found the new Castro livery on Rick Kelly's car being voted the favourite. Good to see Nissan finally win something. Ooh, I tell you what, I thought she'd gone from Kelsonic Blue to Castro Green. Uh, okay. okay, so Rick Kelly stated that the family team, still on the Kellys of course, Rick Kelly stated that the family team, currently known as Nissan Motorsport, will continue with the Ultima beyond next year regardless of Nissan Australia continuing to support the team. Going to Holden Equipment right now would be a bit of a retrograde step. They've got all the setup based around the Nissan componentry. It's going to be bloody expensive to do anything other than continue. Clearly the Kellys are better at signing deals with manufacturers than the Rogers family. That's true. And while we're continuing with the Kellys, Rick Kelly's come out during the week. The announcement of the Larry Perkins Trophy, which is what everybody will be racing for at Supercar's points round at the Grand Prix. Which will be next weekend. Which will be next weekend. Uh, Rick calls for more significant trophies. So, what are we thinking? Purple. Well, there'd have to be the Elf Barbagallo trophy at mm. Wanneroo. Not the Tim Slaco trophy? Garth Tander trophy. Ex-Perth boy. Wayne Negus? Oh, scratching now. What about the more the New Zealand round? The um, David Thexton trophy? They've already got the, oh, the, already got already the, got the Jason, Jason Richards. Jason Come on, Richards please. Yeah, so. Please. Don't have it speedy and it's mm. coke money. 
He had legitimate coke money. How's that? David Thexton's quite possibly mm. the first ever racing driver mm. to fund a team on legitimate coke money. Hi, John Paul Jr. Darwin. What are they going to do up there? Hmm. The... I don't think has there been a supercar driver from the Cyclone Tracy Trophy? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, the Zero Trophy, sponsored by Mitsubishi. <laughs> uh, Who writes tra- this shit? <laughs> All right, so let's get under something a little bit serious. Will Davo Warpster? Yes, he's on uh, double duty during the Australian Grand Prix weekend with his regular twenty-three red drive. Added to with stints in the Formula One two-seater. We suspect the morning sessions of Screaming V10 will provide the best noise over the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So, um, no Cam McConville this year? What's, uh, mm. and, uh, interestingly, mm. Cam McConville and Will Davo. Same Cam, team. Cam McConville lasted all of about nine days as team mm. manager at 23 Red. What this, happened there? Uh, he took career advice from Campbell Little. So now he's, now he's running super utes for the Seamster. Mm. Yeah, sounds like Campbell Little. Mm. Holden Racing Team, or Red Bull Holden Racing Team Manager and Olympic level headset thrower Mark Dutton has warned that there is more speed to come from the new ZB homologation, at which point the Seamster's inbox lit up like Christmas. Absolutely, it did. And that just sits beautifully. The Giz has come out uh, post. Post-Adelaide, um, obviously trying to hose down the Ryan Story parody nonsense, mm. saying that the ZB's got much less downforce but a lot better balance. Um, yeah, enough. Enough on the ZB. Yeah, yeah. Just stop this trial-by-media thing. Do it all behind closed doors. Speaking of the Seamster... Yes? ...come out this week saying that new media rights talks to start this year, before the end. So, mm. now, and that's an interesting one, given that the package rolls through to the end of 2019. Well, uh, maybe he likes negotiation as much as I do. Maybe he does. The, the mm. 240... One million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollar and ninety nine cent question is: Can he go better than you did, Warbster? Uh, no, it wasn't quite that much. I did buy an ice cream. Interesting one. So, um, and of course that that came out and social media lit up. Yeah, that does. Like a Catherine no, Will. No, no. And the soccer team. The soccer team, Walkinshaw and Dreddy United, have uh, followed up a promising start to the year in Adelaide with a raft of tricky bits, quote-unquote, arriving from the US, where Andretti engineers have been hard at work. If they prove successful, look at Kent Penske to build countermeasures. Mm. Interestingly, though, Warbster, um, Michael's come out during the week doing a bit of positive PR and said... That's, that's Michael Andretti, not Denozo. Yes. <laughs> Hi, Denozo. <laughs> You can't give him a shout-out every week. Yes, you um, can. <laughs> yeah, right. We the first one for the episode. So, Andretti's come out saying he's really impressed with the mood shift in five months. What, did they all go and see their psychologist and get some prescription medication? Or I th- I think the, what, what, what's I think, made them all happier? I think the um, best best prescription for happiness in a racing team is being good. Mm. Mm. And... Look, Scotty Pye can steer. JC can really drive. We know this. Mm. We've talked about it. Who who is um, not quite as in charge as he was before? Well, that might either that or he's got less on his plate. And the last news snippet, Warbster, the one mm. that the one that just has me absolutely beside myself with the excitement. Mm-hmm. Clearly, it was a really slow news day. Mm-hmm. Quite the Erebus explores an American alliance. So clearly somebody at Supercars Media was having a conversation with Barry Ryan Hmm. where he let something slip that they've got someone over in the States that they ring occasionally and they've stretched it out. Uh, They've stretched it more than pizza dough Hmm. into exploring an American alliance. Look, okay, this is gimmick infringement. This is turf infringement. If you want to hear wildly speculative, nonsense, bullshit news... Fake news. Fake news. That's us. We've been doing it for longer than all of you. We're the kings of it. Yeah. I've been doing this page for three or four years now. And no one's fake. No one's got faker news than you, Warbster. Exactly. Anyway, speaking of fake news, social media watch. The first thing you have to do is negate all the things that people could hurl against you as a form of abuse for, for, for being not intelligent enough to get this, to understand Alrighty. This was my one, apparently. You told yep. me last week it's mine. Yep, so, it yep. so me watch. 
As everybody out there might know, I am the podcast Social Media DSO, where we look at uh, dickhead standards on social media. Yep. If you uh, want to see a little bit more of uh, some of my remit, you can head over to my Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com slash podcast DSO. And thank you to uh, the dozens of people who have liked my page. Mm. We'll kick it off. Yeah, you're not at 1,200. One of the highlights for the weekend was the Clark Kent Utes. Highlights? Yeah, well, highlights, social media highlights, they yeah, copped yeah. an absolute bang. I think that the, the Super Utes or the Clark Kent Utes have managed to do something that has never been achieved before, except for 1992. They've managed to unite Ford and Holden fans against a common enemy. Now, it's funny you mentioned 1992 because one of the comments was perhaps we should all get together and boo them like we did at Bathurst in 1992 and then the rules will change. Guys, if they're not popular enough and their series is failing, it's going to go away anyway. You don't have to be a pack of assholes. Beautifully done, Warpster. The one comment did uh, find and put a screenie up on the podcast DSO page was that the Clark Kent Utes, there is more excitement generated in one flying lap of Bathurst by George Fury in a turbo Nissan Bluebird than a full season of Utes will generate. And that, ladies and gentlemen, puts a full stop on Clark Kent Utes. That's about about all you need to know, really. Absolutely. Okay. Warbster, I believe you want to... We're almost going to merge a Warbster rant with Somi Watch. We are indeed. I'll give it up. I'll hand it over. I think we mentioned earlier about the fact that we have had some contact with some people who think that we're, quote, shitting on the series. And that the drivers. And the drivers. Mm. That we're just taking the piss. And we're just a bunch of mates who think we're so great and so funny and all this stuff. Now... I haven't got that many mates. Yeah, I don't have 1,200 friends. No. I don't know 1,200 people. No. And let's face it, we, we're a little fish in a big pond when it comes to supercars supercars media but if anybody thinks that either of our pages or this podcast is remotely serious there's something wrong with you man indeed i think the other thing to note is that part of the reason that i created the warpster character and i'm gonna break character for a minute here part of the reason that i created the warpster character was to have a tool where i could say things that may actually have attention paid to them because of the fact that I'm going in under a pseudonym. No one's going to listen to me. They might listen to the Warpster. And it all boils down to one thing. I don't want to have this negative coverage where everyone's arguing the same boring, bitching comments that they have everywhere else where, oh, this is a Ford Salt's crap. Oh, this is a Holden Salt's crap. It's boring. It's outdated. It had its place in the past but since gen 2 came out there's nothing to do with standard road cars they've had nothing to do with road cars for years and in case you hadn't noticed guys they don't build the cars over here anymore so i wanted to create an island where genuine race fans genuine people could have a discussion and have fun with the series we we thrive on satire we thrive on a little bit of sarcasm and we love taking the piss, and that's out of ourselves and each other as much as, as out of everybody. Oh, absolutely. Um, there's, there's nothing intentional. There's no, there's no malice. I've been a race official for 28 years, and the mm. only thing that stopped me being a competitor was budget. I, I'd love to be a supercar dr- to have been a supercar driver, but number one, I wasn't rich enough, and number two, I probably wasn't good enough. Mm. It, it's not about putting shit on the series. Um, it, it, it's about having a laugh. And if we didn't enjoy it, we wouldn't do it. But we actually hope that we're promoting the series. I think we are in that respect, and that's sort of another of the aims is to say, hey, this is a great sport. This is fun. This is. It's not a serious business, which is why I don't like it when. When people like Ryan Story and Roland Dane bitch about things which A, should really be handled behind closed doors and B, don't really help attract fans. Yeah. Now, speaking specifically to our pages, now, as a minion in a former life, mm. when you first came across us, when we first met, did you at any stage think that the page, Supercar Insiders or its predecessors were serious? Hell no. It's fairly obvious that it's it's meant it's there to it's there to inform and amuse. Hmm. I'm not going to take the serious road. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing regardless of what certain people within and without the series think of it. 
because it's fun to me. It's what I do. It's my hobby to a certain extent. Absolutely. And I love interacting with you guys. I love the fact that you're all listening to this. I love the fact that you're all on the page. It's one of the joys in my life is to be able to give you guys another angle on the sport that we all appreciate and enjoy. Warbster, well said. And I think that um, dovetails us beautifully to the Opminion poll. It does indeed. You you opened up the Opminion poll for the first time for 2018. Mm Mm-hmm. Strangely enough, it was about uh, people's reactions uh, and, and interactions with drivers. It was indeed. We just wanted to um, have a bit of a have a go and say, you know, let's let's point out who the good guys are. Now, I did say bad interactions as well, but given what I've just said, I want to focus on the good interactions. Plus, some of it's not quite publishable without lawyers and things so <laughs> someone might, people may have been brave enough to put it on the page but we're not brave enough to repeat it <laughs> something like that let's let's just go through the um responses big thank you to everyone that did respond by the way i'm just gonna do the more brief ones there were some very lengthy responses which are actually incredibly funny so if you do have time take a look at the post we're gonna start off with kurt brown fabian coulthard good dude Walking to the pits early on Saturday at Clipsal last year, and he rocked up at the same time as me. We chatted most of the way from the car park to the garage, which was, uh, that's that's the type of thing that we like to hear about. Yep, absolutely. Um, Andrew Ferris, lengthy conversation with Rick and Todd Kelly at the Tyab Air Show about 15 years ago. The Tyab Air Show, of all places. Hey, they're, they're people like us. And also, he had a great chat with um, David Reynolds last weekend, which was the Adelaide weekend, uh, although he was still really upset with himself over Adelaide. No, no, last, he had a chat with him last weekend at the Phillip Island History oh, Classic my, my event. Oh, my apologies, of course. That's uh, one thing that I'm really happy that seeing that David is out there um, mm. having, a, having a steer in... Uh, in a historic racing car he drove last year he's he's an interesting one last year he drove one of joe college's master joe college mustang drove it and uh and really took it up to the front of group n at the history at the festival of speed at winton in august mm-hmm. at the big historic event john bow drove that car at sydney motorsport park later in the year sorry eastern creek next to the tip where it stinks mm-hmm. uh later in the year at muscle car masters and reckoned it was an absolute pig of a car and needed a ton of work Again, proving that um, with, without being biased here, Dave can drive around problems. Indeed. Garth McGuire, there was quite a lengthy little thread there. Thank you, Garth. Both his best and worst involved the Wollongong Wiz, but I'll let you uh, read about all that mm. on the page. He also mentioned Cameron McLean busting single peggers in the pits at Wanneroo late on Sunday on board an EL Falcon hire car. Well, you- <laughs> you do realise that um, there is nothing faster than a hire car, Warbster. Mm. Uh, Larko, uh, Larko got a mention mm-hmm. Cameron Larry Tanadi. I walked around a corner and literally ran into Jason Richards, the late Jason Richards he had a laugh, said like whoa, look out, then signed my book for me and got a photo with me and yeah, Jason Richards was good value um, Warpster, I, I can tell you a little story, my own little story about Jason Richards, yep. I a long long time ago was doing a bit of casual work for mm-hmm. one of the labour hire agencies and got a fan Got a phone call and asked if I had a semi-license, which I do. Mm-hmm. And I drove the Team Kiwi Transporter down to Phillip Island for a test day. Right. Just as a one-off day's work with the team. Essentially, I was contracted to drive, to drive the semi. And uh, Jason Richards and Angus Fogg were both testing. That was the year. Mm-hmm. Came into the series full-time and didn't manage to qualify the first race. Back when the Privateers Cup ran and you had it and you were oversubscribed and had to qualify. The day didn't end too well. Jason uh, actually quite funnily <laughs> hit a seagull on the run into Southern Loop oh, and um, opened the bonnet up and it came back and um, sadly I was one of the crew for the week for the day so I uh, I had the unfortunate task of pulling bits of um, Jonathan Livingston seagull out of the uh, oh, out of the airbox oh, and uh, bonnet of the of the team Kiwi Commodore. They did some roll centre adjustments and uh, Jason went back out and it swapped ends on him and he backed it into the wall gently at, uh, at Southern Loop, which ended the day early. But that was a, that was a test day organised by Greg and Kevin Murphy. So mm. Mike Imrie was there. They had uh, a few of the old names, privateers, having a run. 
yeah, both Jason Richards and Angus Fogg, just absolutely funny, funny guys. I'd love to be able to tell you the sheep joke, but sadly, good taste and the, and, uh, the bounds of time yeah, don't okay. commit me. Never mind. Well, you'd be you'd be amazed. Peter Brock got a mention on the good bloke side of things. Uh, he, was, he was a great bloke. He was a great bloke. Chris, 11 or 14. Chris, bloke. Chris Eastham and uh, Terry Nightingale, who um, anyone with a big enough memory will remember his um, father yep. from the uh, Group C era. Yeah, Brian Nightingale raced the Takiko-sponsored RX-7 uh, at Bathurst, and, uh, and Terry's had a bit of a start in all sorts of things, uh, production cars and, and utes. So a big thank you to Terry, one of the more um, recent people that's uh, come on board the Warpster train. God, that sounds really overreaching, doesn't it? And mm. I'm going to save the best for last. Kane Baxter-Smith. <laughs> in, 20, in 2015... Another, another, another competitor himself, actually. Okay. Mm. Uh, in 2015, we saw Jamie Wincup at the Brisbane Airport Carousel. And my wife, a bit starstruck, says, Hey, Mark. Yeah. Frosty took the title that year. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, that's that's the that's the best of the best. Um, do thank you to everyone that contributed. Do um, read the thread for everyone else's contributions. Yes, I did say bad as well, but I just don't want to do it. No, no. The the, the bads are pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Helmet throwing, upended toolboxes, tool you name it. There's yep. lots out there. Yeah. And the, um, the, the Russell Ingall stories are worth um, price of admission alone. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, enough plugging. Let's get on to the next Supercars event, which is the Coates Hire Melbourne 400 DSO. Yeah, Warpster, um, fairly appropriate that Coates Hire is sponsoring the, uh, the, uh, the Melbourne 400 hmm. because most of the track infrastructure is temporary, so um, hmm. we hmm. might as well have a temporary sponsor. Well, I guess they're probably just taking contra for all the stuff that they're hiring out so they can put up all the scaffolding and whatnot. Hmm. Hmm. Absolutely. Alrighty, those of you who are, are keen followers of the Warbster cast know that the Warbster and I love to absolutely tear apart the musical lineups that mm. um, Supercars um, trot out. And if you think Supercars has um, given us some material, you ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. In previous years, the, the Grand Prix has had artists like The Living End, The Who, Kiss, mainstream rock acts that everybody knows because the Grand Prix is for everyone. Yep, and they were typically always, this is the important part they always played as part of a headline show well after the last of the track activity has finished Mm -hmm. i need to read you a a quote from one of the grand prix pr minions oh here we go yep it says the musical quote the musical lineup not only showcases local talent but also enhances the fan experience that has got to be the biggest load of wank i've ever read so Ladies and gentlemen, we've been through the four-day musical lineup. In real terms, there's only a couple of people that we that we recognise. And yeah, basically, um, when, when we say we um, you know, had a look at the lineups, we actually had to then look at Wikipedia to work out who any of them were. What's really interesting is that if um, if you're a Supercars fan on Friday and Saturday, you uh, won't be able to go near the Heineken Village because you'll be what for the last act of the uh, of the day because you'll be watching your Supercars race. Hmm. Undoubtedly, you know, supposedly one of the most popular uh, races on the track or you know support events on the track that the fans love hmm. um, coincides with uh, pretty much most of the music. Um, the one standout is that. Uh, just after the supercars race at 2.15 on Sunday, you can go and have a look at uh, local Aussie band from Melbourne band Kingswood, mm-hmm. who uh, who go all right, and, uh, and a big shout-out to Al Robbo, who uh, who toured with them a couple of years ago as a bass player, but yeah, so think, made a well, mind. But, but um, it's, ob- it's obviously an Australian band with the name Kingswood. Yeah, well, of course. So mm-hmm. that reminds me of the uh, the 253 Holden V8 engine. Mm-hmm. All the economy of an eight with the power of a six. Yeah, indeed. Mm. I think the other the other point to note is that Ted Bullpit won't be making an appearance. No, and and one of the lowlights on Saturday is uh, is the Black Eyed Peas DJ set. Mm. So the two dudes from the Black Eyed Peas that nobody knows who they are. Yeah, not not Will I Am or Fergie. No, the other two. The other two are, are doing a DJ set. So um, mm. that's clearly going to be a you know, musical highlight. They, but, they, but they also need to work on spelling the names properly. But you won't see them because you'll be watching the supercars race. Mm. Because we're all Supercars fans. Stop funking with my heart, dear, so I'll get to the point. All right. Albert Park. We're not going to go through line by line. We're not going to talk about who's the shortest price. Mm -hmm. We all know who's out there. Yep. 
I think um, we started really well with Adelaide. We'll. Um, I want to do three to look out for. Yep. And then I want to do a heart and a head for the winner. Yes. So last yes. last round we said head not heart. Mm-hmm. We'll. I think we we might carry this through all year. But yep, uh, absolutely. I think the best way to do it is uh, a winner pick from the heart and a winner pick from the head. I uh, think before we go too much further, we do have to get into climactic conditions because some drivers are better in the wet than others. Mm, um, and the forecast doesn't look flash. Mm. Um, we had a quick look at the forecast, everybody, because, you know, that's what we do when we're nerding. It's going to be warm. You're going to be 29 on Friday with showers, 29 Saturday with uh, a few more showers, and 19 on Sunday with some persistent showers, maybe even a bit of rain. So that's going to make it interesting for everyone out there. Thank you, DSO Rob Gell. Yes. Righto, DSO. Oh, righto, DSO. Righto, Warbster. Jeez, I'm off track today. Righto, Warbster. Okay, sound engineer. Three. <laughs> beautiful. Three to look out for. No surprise, I'm going to say um, Andre Heimgartner again. Yep. Well, I've, he's on my list as well. I'm going to say Tim Slade's due for a good performance. My second one to look out for is Garth. I think he's absolutely on the money yes, and, yes. uh, and travelling beautifully. And my other one to look out for is probably going to get you excited, DSO, because it's David Reynolds. Well, he's permanently my three to look out for, so for the rest yeah. of the year, Warbster. So yeah. we uh, we agree on two out of three. With binoculars. With, <laughs> yeah. You know, if we hurry up and finish this recording, I can get to Dan Nong for the open day. <laughs> I'll go with my heart pick. Yep. Slade Dog. Yeah, that's that's a BJR problem. are always quick at Albert Park. You know, Slade he could do with a change of luck. I, you know, to pick with my heart, I'd love to see him get up there. But really, if I want to pick with my head, it Shane Van. Don't call me Gizzy Van Gisbergen. Yep, well that worked out well last time. So mm. stick with a good thing. Oh look, I think he's. Uh, I think they're carrying some some good momentum, and um, uh, his teammate won't be too far away. Interesting to see how Craig goes. He's always been uh, mm. reasonably mm. good at Albert Park. Track suits him, but. Uh, We'll see how the Autobahn Lounge Racing ZB lightweight composite body panels. Paul Dumbrell's money, that one. Yep. And yours? Uh, heart, I'm going to go with not a Nissan. Really? Cam Waters. Cam Waters? Yeah, I think he's, he's again, another one that's due for a good performance. I really do want him to do well for the sake of his um, spot with Tickford Racing. We did have that discussion earlier off, mm. uh, off mic that... I think Cam's going to be under a bit of pressure this year at uh, at Tickford. Yeah, and he's he's a, he's a good kid from all reports. He's good at what he does. He's got the sound down wind underneath him. Hopefully, he can go on with it. And I I hope just for the sake of uh, he just seems like a good bloke. So I'm going to say that for my heart heart pick, my head pick. It's not Shane Van Gisbergen. It's Jamie Wincup. Mm-hmm. He's not going to stay down forever. Should have won the race uh, Sunday race at Adelaide. ZB is obviously a rocket. Triple Eight have really got their stuff together. And if yep. he could just get a little bit of ascendancy on Shane Van Gisbergen, he'll be right there. Yep. Honourable mentions to uh, to Scotty Mack. Mm-hmm. He'd have to be my other second heart pick or second head pick. I think it's going to be a ZB lockout. I don't think it'll be a ZB lockout. I think Shell Penske won't stay down forever. But he's going to be the only one that's probably close unless... Tickford really get their stuff together. And when Tickford clicks, they all click. Mm, absolutely. So just remember, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, you'll be able to see all of the supercar practice qualifying and the four races live on free-to-air television, not Foxtel. Thank you, Warbster. Thank you. So anyway, I think that's us, isn't it? I reckon it's just about us. I think I'll, we've um, run out of script. So. We've run out of script. I'll, um, I'll, dig, back. I'll dig through the Melbourneopolis album Lake Minnetonka catalogue to try and find a new outro music as well. Awesome. Anyway, um, as always, thank you for listening. Uh, like, subscribe, rate, comment, all that sort of business. Positive feedback does get us up the list. Yep, absolutely. Facebook pages, both of them, www.facebook.com slash podcastdso and www.facebook.com backslash supercarinsiders. Bye.